Hello, and thank you for joining me for episode nine of Happiness Personified, the podcast. My name is Morgan. I am a certified life and career coach. Um, And today I have a very awesome guest. Her name is Paige, and she is um, founder of Tales and Ales Philly, which is a dog boarding service that her and her fiance started um, locally here to me in Philadelphia. So we talked about um, quite a few things. um, So I hope you enjoy. Okay. So my name is Paige Jazeski and I am the co-founder and owner of Tails and Ales Philly, which is located in Brewerytown. And it's a dog walking, dog boarding, dog daycare business but it's very specific because we do it out of our home. So we only take up to five to six dogs at a time and every dog is different. So we customize their boarding or their daycare or their walk to their needs. Um, We are kennel free. That doesn't mean that we don't accept crate trained dogs. They're actually very much welcome. If your dog is crate trained and they wanna be in a crate, that's great. Um, (laughs) But aside from that, um, I also do social media marketing So um, not just for my business, but for other small businesses. And um, I've been doing that all throughout college. So for about eight years now, and that is like a passion of mine. Not sure which one is the side hustle because they're both pretty much full-time jobs. (laughs) Yeah, you're busy, busy girl. Yeah. That's awesome though. So how did this start? Because I love, I think this is amazing. Like I, when I saw it and I saw your Instagram, I was like, so intrigued. I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> like, this is yeah. And I read, I want to like show people how to do it because it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. You obviously have to really love dogs. And you have to know what you're doing. So I worked with dogs for three years prior to this, but okay. I bought, um, I bought a home in March, 2020. And then I had a full-time job and we were working remotely and our salary actually, unfortunately got cut. And I was like, I just bought a house how am I going to afford this? So of course I live with Ryan, but this was like a purchase I made. And um, I was like, this is all on me. And uh, so I was walking dogs and the dog mom was a nurse. So she wasn't coming home on time. And she's like, what do you think about doing daycare? And I was like, yeah, I'm working from home. Sure. So I'll pick up the dog and I'll drop off the dog. So then we got into drop-offs and pickups. I posted a picture on Instagram and it kind of just took off. Like someone else messaged me and was like, you do daycares out of your home? And I was like, well, kind of. I was very, I was very hesitant because we didn't have insurance yet and we weren't an official business. So that happened really quickly within probably three weeks of posting that picture. I found out how to be an LLC, how to get insurance um, for both the driving the dogs and for my home. That's not home insurance because you need specific business insurance. Um, but yeah, it kind of happened by accident, which is like really weird to say. And I know some people are like, no, you, you had to have planned it or, but I really didn't because I was just trying to make like some extra money, um, to support myself and be able to do things, even though we were living in a world where we couldn't do anything. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And that's like, it's just, it's so cool how things work out that way. And I'm sure people like dog owners, I mean, I don't have a dog. My, I have like a family dog that I like grew up with. Um, but in my current home, I don't have a dog. I have a cat, but, um, my mom is very particular about where the dog goes on vacations and like stuff like that. And she actually takes, I call it like the dog's babysitter. Like she takes the dog to like a person's house and they live with her for like the week we're on vacation and the, my dog has a probably better time than she does at home and because <laughs> she gets like more spoiled and stuff so I'm sure like dog owners like that because they get more attention they get to like they get like it's a more personal experience and when they trust so that's like amazing if I had a dog I would do it. <laughs> that is that is the hope that we are a home away from home for the dogs and that's the way that we treat them. So we don't have a dog of our own. So every dog that walks through our door, we honest to God, treat it like we would treat our dog 
but probably spoil it more than we would treat our dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we do spoil them. Um, there are dogs that we also allow in our beds because the humans are like, they will not sleep anywhere else. And I'm like, are you sure? Cause I'm not going to kick your dog out. Like if you want them in the bed, yeah. they're coming to the bed. Um, but yeah. And it just so happens actually. So we've been doing it for a year and a half and we are actually fully booked until January, 2022. My gosh. And I never thought that this would be the case uh, when I started this. I really was like, this is my side hustle 100%. And like I said, I really don't know which of the two things that I do is a side hustle. That's amazing. No, that's seriously amazing. And I like, I love that. It gives, it gives me hope <laughs> <laughs> that like one day something will just like blow up and it'll be like amazing. I'm sure it will. Like you're balancing a job of your own, right? right? So you have a full-time job and then you're balancing. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not ideal, but it works for now. But so you, so you don't, so you do um, social media marketing. Is it like on this, like that is also something you do on your own or do you work under somebody? Um, so I actually just received a job offer to work for somebody. Oh, awesome. It was something that I was doing on my own and I want to continue doing on my own. Um, I clearly just love entrepreneurship, uh, even though it really is not ideal, um, but it takes a toll sometimes. But um, yeah, so I want to officially do it on my own eventually, but sometimes having a full-time job with a company with a few extra benefits is really important to have. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it is, but the company helps small businesses. So that's why I was very... Um, excited when I got this offer is that I'm still going to be helping small businesses. And I think that is the most important. Yeah. That's, that's good when it kind of aligns with your values too. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Ideally it would be like, like volunteering to do social media for um, like dog adoption centers and things like that. But uh, fortunately I can't do that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, that's, I feel that <laughs> you like want to do everything, but it's like, yes, <laughs> then, um, that's awesome. So how many dogs do you currently have? I only have one right now. Uh, one boarding dog. We had a full day of daycare, so he is tired. I don't know if oh. you can hear him snoring, but he is. No, <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I have such puppy fever right now. It's like actually becoming a problem <laughs> yeah why haven't you gotten a dog I feel like everyone got a dog during the pandemic. oh my gosh I have a very um sassy cat mm. who has definitely has only pet syndrome mm. and um I tried to get another cat um and she just was not having it so he now under not my I would have him here in a heartbeat he's such an angel but um he took a very big liking to my mom and my like family dog so he lives with my parents oh. um but yeah she was not <laughs> she was not happy about that and I'm just kind of like I just want her to like be nice like she's so mean <laughs> I feel like like I feel like they personalities. Yes, they do. They are, cats are not my thing. I love dogs a lot more, but I also pet sit cats. So I can't really say anything bad about them. Oh, you do? Every cat is, has such a, I guess a strong personality. So you'll know what they are from the moment you walk through that door to go uh, like feed them or clean their litter box. They're very low maintenance, which is really nice. But yeah. I have cats that try to bolt out the door when I get in there. So then I have cats that try and jump on me when I enter and I have <laughs> cats that hide. And I'm like, wow, there is a wide range of never had an aggressive cat yet, but that's yeah. good. That's good. I feel like every cat, cause I've always had cats growing up. I've had, and there's always been multiple cats. Um, my mom likes cats and my dad likes dogs. So I've always had one dog and like at least two cats sometimes there were three um because I have my cat and I've had her since I was in high school I adopted her when I was like turned 18 
and my sister has cats. And when, so when we were all living at home, there were multiple cats and they all ever, I feel like every cat I've had has always been very shy and they always are the, the hiding type. And then my cat, P, her name's P, her name's Princess. <laughs> but um, I shortened it to P. Um, so she, once she moved in with me here, she has been so like outgoing and she comes downstairs and like sits on the couch with me, which was like never a thing at my parents' house. So I don't know if it's because she likes to be alone and she knows that like no no other animals are here like in her space but like we always my fiance and I always say like aren't we so glad we bought this house for P like it's her house <laughs> just live here <laughs> oh it's so cute she runs this place like she's oh good she, I'm glad that she got out of like she came out of her shell and it's like love in the Philly life she does she's a city girl Oh, that's so great. Very sad that you can't get a dog, but (laughs) still very happy that this cat is living its best life. Yeah, she, uh, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she, uh, she definitely runs the place. And I got her, like I said, in high school and I got her because I was like, very, like, I, anxious like a lot of anxiety um and so it was recommended I get a pet and I was like well cats are easy to take care of I already had like we have them so I literally went on like a shelter's website and I was just like oh she's so cute and then I went in and just like (laughs) Like, I didn't even know her personality I was just like she's adorable (laughs) I think like on that subject like I love um shelters 100% love adopting animals it's really great but I also think sometimes and we did this when we got our dog so we didn't know anything about dogs when we first got our dog it's no longer with us but um we were like oh yeah let's just go into the shelter let's see the dog um I was so against this uh getting red that was his name and Ryan's like but he's so cute so we left without a dog And the next day we were having brunch and the dog was moved to a different shelter by where we were having brunch. And I started crying, but this was also after two mimosas. Um, And someone should not let someone adopt a dog after two two mimosas. (laughs) Like, thank God we were like fit parents before this dog. um, Yeah, but like sometimes I'm like, what, what are the qualifications to adopt a dog? Because sometimes people don't know anything, which is totally fine because you go in there and you're so excited about adopting a dog or a cat and you know nothing. You don't, you're not thinking about the basic things that your life is like that they need to mold into. Like, um, like you said, like you didn't know the cat's personality. So you didn't know if it was going to fit in with like the other cats at home or actually be helpful to you. Um, yeah, I just, I, that I don't is, know where I'm going with that, but yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. What kind of dog was Red? Uh, red was a red tick ha- hound. Oh, yeah. That's like so pretty. He like, was the most handsome. Yeah. So Tails and Ales is actually officially like the LLC name is Red's Tails and Ales. But oh. it is a very long name, but it is in honor of him because... Um, when he passed away, I started doing dog walks because I could not get another dog. Yeah. No, um, I, yeah. So you kind of did something to fill that void. So I also wanted to talk about the ales part. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about that a little bit. <laughs> okay. So aside from posting on social media about um, the business, we never had an official name. I just posted a picture of the dog that we were watching for daycare and then Ryan goes, what if we call it Tails and Ales? And we were drinking a beer at the time. <laughs> and I was like, what? Why would we call it that? He was like, because we take the dogs to breweries with us. And we meet a lot of our clients. We actually meet at breweries. So like oh prior to this, we actually were taking the daycare dog out to breweries or out to go pick up 
beer at a store. And um, he's like, it's just so fitting because we're walking this dog. And then we say, no, it's not our dog, but we do boarding, stay cares and walks. And uh, so that's kind of how it's just stuck. It was a drunken name. And I was, I put it as the handle on Instagram. And I was like, I don't know if I can change this. Like it's there. I love it. It flows. It's good. And it's something that people will remember. Like it's catchy. Like, you know, because it's different. At first, I was like really nervous about it because I was like, well, now we are like more niche than we were before um, because now we're really only targeting people that like beer. They have to be okay that we are actually going on the weekends to take their dog to breweries <laughs> and drink with their dog. Like in, like who can say that? Like as our job, we're, we're, told, <laughs> we're going to watch your dog. We're working. <laughs> we are working and we're having a beer. <laughs> like, that sounds ideal. Like, I mean, <laughs> but it works. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Makes Ryan happy, at least. There you go. That's important. Yeah. So you guys also, um, I saw on your Instagram, you guys also, are you still doing like a podcast or you've done one or you have one? Um, so we started one in March 2020 called Behind the Leash, and it was focused on small business owners in Philly, similar to what you're doing. Uh-huh. And um, I wanted to support them during the this the time where they had to shut down their doors, and it was very uncertain for them. And I wanted to give them a way that during our podcast, I could give them some social media guidance um, and a way to make money while their shop was closed, if it was even possible. Because some people, it really wasn't possible. There was no way for them to get income, but to at least just highlight them for when they reopen to know that they, that this person is local to their, to the Philly community and you can go support them. Um, I am known for saying yes to almost anything that comes my way. And I was so obsessed with this podcast. And um, unfortunately we got too busy that every time we planned a podcast, the dogs kept barking. I was like, hold on, let me go on mute one second. And, um, Ryan works nights so it was really hard with scheduling and he said Paige you have to give something up and he's like and he's like and I'm already out so you don't have a co-host so you either do it by yourself or but he was the funny portion of the podcast so I was like all right if you're not in then I can't do it no I'm sure you you definitely oh no he he always made the podcast a lot better he's not the same yeah well, I mean, it sounds like you do a lot anyway, so that's... But I love doing a lot. I'm sure you do, too. Do you, yeah. like, being busy <laughs> is sometimes fun. Like, it is what, fun. What are, your, what are your hobbies? What do you say? What are... I don't even have <laughs> Right? I was thinking about this today, but is your hot... So I don't know if this is even possible, but would you say your hobby is then just helping people being busy? That's what I, so that's what I like. Like, I like, I like think like my favorite part of the day is in the morning when I like look at my calendar and I'm like, wow, I have so much to do today. Like, it's going to be great. Yeah, right. (laughs) The day goes by faster. And I think that like a part of me thinks that when, so even though I'm managing like two jobs, like you are staying busy is really helpful to me. And my passion is dogs. So I think of that as my, like, I guess my hobby. Like when someone is like, yeah. what do you like to do? I truly like to watch dogs. I like to go on walks with them. And even though it's technically a business, I find that that is what gets me up every morning. Yeah. That portion. Of- and that's, the, that's, I feel like that's the goal. Like that's, the, that's like, the goal in life is to find something to do to make a living. Cause obviously that's important, but also doing something that you love to do. Like that's, I yeah. feel like the end goal. And as a coach, I work with a lot of people looking to make like a career change. And that's the thing. They don't like their job. They don't have a reason to feel excited in the morning. And I mean, working a full-time job, yes, I, I like what I do, um, but it's not my passion. Yeah. And this it is. So I think you're right. Like this, I, if somebody asked me what my hobby is, I would probably say 
coaching <laughs> or podcast or whatever. But I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I think hobby and passion go hand in hand. So like, what is your take as someone that coaches people through careers? What is, uh, through career changes, what is your take on offering advice to find something that they're passionate about to, I think we live in a world where you right now, where people are working remotely, where you can test any side hustle you want. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, and I never thought of this until you just brought this up, but when I work with people, the first thing we go to are, what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's your hobby. Like that's hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I never like put the two together. Wow. I'm coming. I'm just, I just had like a big, like moment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but no, it's so true. Like when I have somebody come to me and they are in this job, I'm the first thing I ask them is, okay, let's write down everything you enjoy doing. How can we make a career out of this? Or how can we make money doing this? Yeah. So then that's you exactly what you've help done. them start something. Yeah. That makes wow. them happy. Oh my gosh. Like, um, I try you. to explain this to, to Ryan sometimes because he's like, you overbook yourself. But, and I was like, but this is actually what makes me happy. I love that I can do it with you. Like we're spending time together on the weekends. Although sometimes it's overwhelming. Um, watching dogs isn't all cuddles in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes it is overwhelming, but at the end of the day, it's something we're doing together and it's a business we created together. And I, I find that to be like the pinnacle of my happiness is that to, to be able to say that, cause I never imagined that I could do that or would ever do that. I was completely happy with a nine to five. And yeah. now I don't think I ever would be just happy with a nine to five. Exactly. And that's something to be so proud of and to be so like excited about, cause you're right. You get to spend time with somebody who you love and are sharing your life with. And, but you're also doing something that you love too. It's like the best of both worlds. Like, it's just, it's definitely really inspiring. Like that's for sure. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. Of course. Um, what does, I'm just curious and I don't want to like steal, like oh, put this on you, but what does, what does a coaching session look like with you? Yeah. So the way I kind of, um, do my thing, I would say is I start out with like an introduction. I, I call it a discovery session. Um, so I'll basically send my clients or potential, this is kind of like a, like, an, like I said, an intro, like we're, no one signed anything or no one agreed to anything yet. Um, but I'll send them a paper and it has a bunch of categories listed and I'll ask them to list the, each one from one to 10, one being dissatisfied and 10 being the most satisfied. Um, so we'll take about three to five of those that you rank pretty low. And we'll go over those in a lot of detail. Um, everything kind of that is on your mind about it. Um, and then from there, we'll make goal, like as an initial goal. So coaching is based around goals. And my job is to help you make those goals, uh, st- stay accountable for them, and uh, potentially achieve them. So the goals that we make are something that is definitely possible. Like we're not going to make anything crazy. That's not going to be, that's out of this world. Like we're going to be realistic. <laughs> um, we'll think about like time. So like how, in what time frame do you want to achieve these goals? Um, and they're like the most kind of important things, but from there, every other session is checking in on them. Um, progress have you made any progress? Have you not made any progress? If not, why? What is holding you back from that? Um, That's what I consider a block. So when you have blocks, we have to figure out how to get through that. Um, And that's really, that's really the, the basis of it is just kind of working through things. A lot of people don't understand um, the difference between like a coach and like a counselor or like a therapist. Um, 
And the best way I can describe it is a coach helps you move forward and helps you um, achieve things that you want to do with your, with your life, where they could be small things, they could be big things. Um, and a therapist digs into deep rooted, um, things that happened or in that are in your head, um, things like that. I don't really talk about the past with my clients. I always say you can, like everything we talk about is confidential. Um, you can absolutely tell me anything you want and it won't leave our conversation. Um, but I will never ask. So sorry, I went on a little, no, no, a little rant there. And but, it, yeah. Um, how did you know that you wanted to do that? Like, did you have a coach of yourself, like yourself or were you like, I didn't, I, I was very, I was, I was about to go back to, to go to grad school. Um, I have my bachelor's in communication studies. A lot of people get it confused with communications. Um, so basically what I learned in college was how people interact and how they, why they do think it's very similar to like psychology. Um, but it was interesting to me. And I, I kind of left college immediately with a job offer as a recruiter. So I've worked in staffing, um, for probably like three years total. I, I went back, I went from staffing to sales and marketing back to the staffing industry, but I worked, it was, it's really, but I worked in sales and marketing in the staffing industry. Like it was a lot, but, um, (laughs) um, but I really liked recruiting because I like to talk to people and I like to like get their stories. And like, I realized that when I'm talking to people on the phone, like interviewing them and like phone screening them, a lot of people started telling me things that like they didn't need to, but I, I don't, I don't know. Like it was just, it was kind of cool. Um, I started forming like relationships with people. Um, and, but I worked for a staffing company and with staffing, it's kind of cutthroat, I would say. Um, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like you have to fire people. Like you have to like be kind of tough on people. Um, and it's very like money, like all they, all they want is people, they're just bodies to, to staffing, again, the staffing industry. Um, they just want somebody to show up to a job. And to me, I was like, if somebody didn't show up to a job, I would be like, okay, like, why, like, are they okay? Like, like, like what is wrong? Like, like, so I was going to go back to school for my master's in social work. And I didn't do it for a few reasons. One being I hated school, um, to be completely honest. (laughs) Um, um, And I didn't really want to go through that again. Like, even though it would have been online, it would have, I I was a lot more like experienced at that point, Um, but it just didn't sound fun to me. And then the other thing is I was like, do I really want to be like a social worker or like a counselor or anything like that? Um, Because I'm a very emotional person. Like I get involved in people's lives. Like I enjoy that. And I feel for people when they're hurting too. So I was like, well, that, will I just like be sad all the time. (laughs) Like I just, as much as I would love to do that to like help people, I don't know if my mental health could handle it. Mm-hmm. And I know people say that and they're like, if you don't care, then you're not like a good like therapist. And I'm like, eh, I just, I don't know if I could, I honestly don't know if I could handle it. And then it's like, would that be fair for everybody that I'm working with or that I'm trying to help? So I kind of came across coaching in like Google searches, like just being like, how can I help people? What can I, how can I do this? I was kind of, exhausting my options at this point but I didn't feel fulfilled like in my job um like I did in some ways but I I just didn't feel right so I kind of found I fell upon it and I did my research I really you don't anybody can honestly be a life coach um 
I wanted to get the certification. I wanted to do it right. Um, not right, but I wanted to be credible, I guess, um, because there are amazing life coaches out there who didn't get certified and they are very successful, very helpful, like everything. So, but I just wanted to kind of do it for, I wanted to feel like I was, I was educated enough to, to do it as well. Um, so yeah, I got my certification and I actually started in February, 2020. So right before everything like shut down, um, it was all online, which was good for me. And then I started working from home like permanently. So that was even better because I would sit in classes, um, for three hours a night, twice a week. And it was based out of California. So there's obviously a time difference. So with, for them, it was like six o'clock in the evening. For me, it was like 11 o'clock, like, or nine. I forget. I don't remember the times, but I remember it being done really 43 hours behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it worked out (laughs) and then I got certified and I immediately opened my, like did all my licensing and business insurance and every, all the fun, all the fun stuff, legal things that no one tells you about. Yeah. All the legal (laughs) things that you were like, you're not really sure if you should actually seek legal (laughs) online stuff's good. Yeah, exactly. You're like, is it really, do I really like that? But you do. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, so yeah, I kind of just fell into it and then I, decided to do like the podcast because I wanted to be as informative as possible um, and just put a lot of information out there and see what I, maybe I I could help somebody that way. (laughs) I think that's so helpful. And I love like, so when you first started, um, were you nervous to start? So did you start an Instagram from the ground up or did you use your personal account or So I started with my personal account um, and my reasoning behind that was I already have a following on here, Um, but what I didn't take into consideration was the people who were following me didn't really care about life coaching stuff that I was posting. Like they followed me because I knew them from high school or they were a friend from work or like whatever. So actually recently I just started my business Instagram and it has like no followers. I mean, we're getting there, (laughs) but all followers are good followers. So when you have a target audience, which you do all 500 of them, I don't, I don't know what your numbers are, but let's say 500, it doesn't matter where you are. That number is a great number because you built it with like using the hashtags that people want to see this content. your engagement numbers are so much more important than that number up there no you're right and now when I post like and I am which is funny because I know this is what you do what you do but I'm awful with social media I used to work in marketing also I'm social media I really think is a whole different animal than marketing in general because it is like its own its own thing like I, it makes me want to like rip my hair out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's common. That is uh, <laughs> very understandable. Yeah. Um, it is a great tool when you're using it. Um, it's a free tool, which is always nice to remember if you're doing paid ads, that's a bonus, but organic, organically, like honestly, for tails and nails, we didn't spend a dime. The only thing we spent money on was I decided that we should do flyers because I was like so old school. And so like two months in, I was like, let's put flyers out on at the park across the street. And that was the only money we spent. And we only got three walks from it or three. Well, they're still current clients, but. Oh, well, well, that's awesome. So it was a a return for sure. But who would have thought? They did the whole QR code too. I was so Oh my gosh. Look, it's not going to be one of those. Take the number. I was like, no one's going to want to touch it. So let's just do the QR code. Yes. Everything is electronic. 
(laughs) I thought I was a a genius. That's amazing. I've actually been like toying with the idea of doing like going completely old school and going to like coffee shops around me and like I have business. You should and put it up on their pin boards. Yeah. We did that too. We actually put two in two different breweries, two flyers because we had extras and we were talking to the owners of both of them. And I was like, Hey, can I put a flyer in your bathroom? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I need to be better at like having things on hand, I think. Cause sometimes I'll be somewhere and I'll be like, this would be a great place. And like, Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'll come back. Just keep them in your purse. Like I always yeah. have like my one purse that I always grab. Um, I keep them in your wallet. Yeah, no, I know. I, I really don't think that um, boots on the ground marketing or like uh, that type of grassroots marketing instead is like your referrals. Like actually probably my referrals are the only thing that my business is running on right now. Yes. Word of mouth. And that's probably the most important, but word of mouth sometimes comes from the clients that see a piece of paper because they're visual people. And yeah, that could be your, if that's your target audience. And if your target audience is at a coffee shop and you can't run a paid ad at a coffee shop, but you can put a piece of paper that costs 90 cents yep. in front of them. Yeah, no, exactly. And that, that's the other thing I'm trying to think like where, I mean, I'm targeting like the younger, uh, like this, like our age group. Um, and where do they go? Everyone goes to coffee. <laughs> like they go yeah. there, they go. I was thinking like yoga studios and oh stuff, my gosh, fitness, yeah. um, anything like health related. I was thinking that too. So that's my next project. Yeah. Get on that. that I love that. I'm all for that. Um, I was going to ask like who your target audience was, but that definitely makes sense. And yeah. Uh, how did you come up with your name so so I um I'm engaged right now I I know you are too I creeped on your Instagram um <laughs> so what a time to be engaged I know I know I know but never planned a wedding right like this is like you recently engaged or did you plan a wedding no we haven't well we have um we're planning we have like okay. a date in but we're living the same lives didn't have like a covid wedding just like yeah feeling lucky about that me too I it I can't imagine like I give those girls or couples so much credit and like I'm a part of all these Facebook groups now like local Facebook groups like for weddings like Philly brides and stuff like that um and all of them a lot of, not all of them, but like a lot of people will post and they'll be like, my wedding's been postponed three times. It's finally this weekend. And I'm like, oh my God, you poor Three times. <laughs> I Can you imagine? I cancel it. Yeah, I cannot. I, ugh. I live <laughs> crying every day. But, um, <laughs> but so my fiance, um, we met five and a half, over five, almost six years ago now. Um, and we met at Starbucks, we were working there together and the first, this is so like, so like millennial, but the first Instagram picture he posted of us together that my, the name of my business, Happiness Personified was the title of his, like the caption he made for it. Oh, and when I was coming up with like business names, like he helped me, um, and I kept going back to it and I was like it has meaning like it's kind of like it means something to me um that's kind of what I'm trying to help people achieve like sort of thing so it kind of stuck I like that I love that story but I love the name I really think that it embodies exactly what you're doing that's what I was like looking for I had so many weird like not weird but like and thinking about it now, I'm like, can you imagine if that was the name of my <laughs> I'm so glad we did not have multiple names. It was uh, just one name. I love that. I love the name. Thank you. 
it's like catchy like I said it's different people will remember it and I feel like that's important like that's what you want but then I also feel like so people remember it and because it's different and it doesn't have anything to do with like pet care so people are like what is that um and but what's I find is really weird is when people drop their dogs off and they're like oh like I'm dropping my dog off at Tails and Nails and I'm like it's just Paige and Ryan like, like I don't <laughs> think of it as like also it's like 8 a.m let's, <laughs> let's relax it's just it's just the house <laughs> it's just my house and it's just Paige and Ryan and that's it um, yeah so it's really funny when people tag us in photos like after their dog leaves like post Tails and Nails snooze and I'm like it was just daycare. Like, <laughs> it is nice. It's nice that people love it. And I didn't, I, like, as I mentioned before, I couldn't even think, like, if you told me two years ago, this is where I would have this and I would have built it as an accident. I'd be like, no, that's not true at all. Hey, it's so surreal. It is. It's so yeah. inspiring too when I was reading your email about what we are going to talk about on the podcast, I was thinking of things I wanted to say. And one of them was um, that like I started my, like when I started the business, I had a, just a Google form and I was sending people to a PDF link as my website. Oh my That's God. how people were booking in with me. I now have a software. Oh my God. <laughs> I now have like a full out website, but like my first 10 clients went to a pdf <laughs> do find out about what we are uh, if someone sent me a pdf if i was trying to find my dog care like uh, <laughs> and someone sent me a pdf i'd be like no <laughs> no way um but my first review on google i only have five but my first review was like wow i'm on it's on google like yeah that's amazing and i think that uh, sometimes you find, and it's not like, I I wouldn't by any means say I'm successful, but I'm successful in doing what I built. So what I built is probably as big as it's ever going to get. And I'm fine with that. It's just something small that I love doing, but like, i now finally have the right processes in place and I, it feels real regardless of parents. Like it's stupid. No. I think it's amazing. And like I said, it's so inspiring to build something from literally the the ground up. Like, you know, like that's exactly what, what you've done and it is, it, it is successful and that's amazing and very inspiring. You put out a little bit. Okay. Oh, here we go. I think we're good. But yeah, that, I mean, I'm inspired by everything you have done. I think it's absolutely amazing. And you're giving me very good ideas too. Good. <laughs> That's really good. I know that you're going to be successful too. And it just takes, it takes one client to say the most, the sweetest thing about you. And that's pretty much it. Um, right. So I've and I never had that. a coach before. And that's why I was really curious about your business. Um, but I follow a few coaches. Do you have any inspiration? Like, do you ever get inspiration from other local coaches or coaches, maybe like influencer coaches? Yeah, I definitely follow a lot. Um, I honestly don't know many locally. I have a pretty decent like network of coaches um, that I've met through my, the institute I got certified with, um, as well as like, I've been on like coaching retreats, like weekend retreats. I've met coaches there. Um and through Instagram, like just connecting with them. And like, I've had a few on my podcast, um, but they all live like all over the country. You're actually my first local Philly guest. Wow. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. I love that. No, I was like so excited. So I was like, recommend it. What was that? So is your target audience, sorry, is your target audience someone that lives in Philly? Um, I, I yeah, so I do, none of my clients are local either. I've had two local clients. Other than that, um, they're all over the, the country. I actually just had a call 
yesterday with somebody in Canada, which was like so cool. And I didn't realize wow. their time di- their time difference was um, only like three hours. Like it was like California, like Pacific time. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I didn't realize that. But like I've had a girl on my podcast who is a business coach and she was from Australia. And she was like, yeah. And it, we met on what was Monday here. She was like, it's Tuesday morning. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> Australia is crazy when uh yeah the time difference and they can they confuse me so much (laughs) but time zones really they they confuse me but yeah yeah I've been trying to meet more people locally like now that things are back open and stuff um I've been trying to go to like network like I I want to I haven't yet but I want to try to go to like networking events I've done them before um for like my nine to five job um so that's I am trying to like target more locally now but I do I'm certified to coach anybody basically which is cool yeah that's awesome yeah yeah I think networking events would be great or even like career events yeah if you could walk around when people are trying to find a job like and you're just getting to talk to people. Yeah. Those no. are sometimes like if you're trying to give career change, changing, um, sorry, if you're trying to target individuals specific on career change, that could be a good. No, absolutely. Place. I can't stop talking about marketing. It's like literally in my head all the no, time. No, it's good though because all these ideas pop in my head and then I just word vomit. I'm like, oh yeah, and then this, we shouldn't do, like, I'm, I think I just said we, as in like, I was going like that. I was I would love that. Again, <laughs> we should do this. <laughs> I would love that. No, okay, but I'll what, go to the event with you. <laughs> what you're saying is good because that's my biggest struggle, honestly, is like marketing myself on online. Like that's probably like my biggest struggle. So then I'm looking for other things to do to like compensate because I'm like not good at that. <laughs> I think the best thing to remember when you're marketing yourself online, and I always think about this too for myself, because I'm afraid to sometimes put myself or not say we when it, I mean, I can because it's Ryan and I, right. but like when you hide behind a business name, it's so easy to say we, but people choose you for you. Yeah. And even though like, like I, I say this to Ryan a lot, like people choose us because of us. Yes, we right. offer a really unique service which they also choose because they don't want their dog around 50 other dogs but um they also choose it because of us and I think that's really important is like yes you have a business name but you are the brand no matter what and no matter how successful you get and if you are able to hire little mini yous I don't even know if that's a thing in the coaching world but if you are able to do that it's still your brand do it and I'm very I I can't imagine but they don't it's done it's been done (laughs) So if you ever get to that point, which if that is a dream that I hope you, that you do, um, <laughs> but you always have to remember that like, it's your brand and people chose to you, you to coach them, not your business. No, you're absolutely correct. And it is, you're selling a service, but you're also selling your personality and a chance to work yeah. with you, <laughs> that yeah. per- personality. So yeah, that's a good point. But um, I have one question before we wrap up about dogs. Do you have a favorite breed of dog or a favorite like kind of dog, big dog, small dogs? Like, what do you like? Um, So I am a big dog person. You can't tell right now, but I am actually only 5'1". So it actually, when I'm walking a lot of dogs at one time, I really don't know what people think of me they probably are like, what is this crazy short person doing with four big dogs? Um, but yeah, so I'm only five, one and that's on a good day. Um, so probably I'm like five feet, <laughs> love large dogs though. Like, and when I say large, probably like over 50 pounds, but oh, my favorite breed. And this is like very cheesy. I love all my breeds, whether you got it from a breeder or not, but I really love my rescue dogs because they are um, they all have 
something special. Every dog has something special about them, but to be able to be around other dogs, these rescue dogs to feel comfortable in my home. I think that is a beautiful thing because they've all come from different back backgrounds and, um, to be able to share like a weekend with a rescue dog. I think that's a, a testament to their family, their humans yeah. that trained them, but it's also a testament to how well we keep them in like comfortable too. Right. No, that's, that's amazing. And you're right. And they do have, I mean, I'm like, we're talking about cats having different personalities, but dogs have personalities too. And it is, it is cool to see like rescue animals kind of come out of their shell a little bit. I've only rescued all, I rescued all of my animals, um, but they were all like babies. So I feel like they didn't know anything else, if that makes sense. But I've seen people rescue like adult animals and it's amazing. Like it's, it's so cool. And I think it's the best thing because they want like a good home or they need a good home and they need like someone who loves them and cares. that's not to say like dogs that are bred also need a good home because if yeah. they don't get adopted then every what dog are they do? <laughs> so I'm all for whatever you want to do I love all my dogs I cannot be um cannot choose my favorite breed but I do I know if Ryan was here and I will speak for him because he said this many times he loves golden retrievers and we've been we've been asked multiple times if we only watch golden retrievers because there was a point there was a yeah there is a point last year where all of our day current dogs were golden retrievers and it just so happened that they were and someone was like, you only watch golden retrievers I was like how would that be a dog business like how could I claim to be like a person that loves dogs and I only watch goldens that's hysterical that would be very very specific <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> I got to like here you can only have a golden <laughs> that's hysterical they're I mean I love golden retrievers they're amazing dogs all dogs are amazing though yeah all animals I love my cats too <laughs> well thank you so much this was amazing thank you Morgan Absolutely amazing. Um, you're a sweetheart. You gave me a lot of good advice. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, this was awesome. I'm really excited about it. All right. Thank you so much for having me.